name is Mira Simmons, and this is the Yearbook List Podcast, hosted by my daddy, Mike Simmons. In today's episode, he's going to talk about all sorts of things you can do to finish your year off right now that your yearbook is done. It would be nice if his yearbook was done, but it's not quite yet. Hey, Daddy, when is that yearbook going to be done? Well, who knows? Anyway, here's the host of the Yearbook Wise podcast, my Daddy Mike Simmons. Well, thank you, Mira, and she's right. Our book's not quite done yet. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm the advisor of Tesserae at Corning Painted Post High School in upstate New York, and it's a pleasure to welcome you back to another episode of the Your Book Wise podcast. You know, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been on the road with my students and on the road uh, at, at doing a couple of workshops uh, and also working diligently to, uh, to get our own book done with my editors and staff. We're not quite there yet, coming up to the finish line hopefully this week. But uh, it's been a while away from the podcast, so I hope you're all well. It was great seeing some old friends at CSPA at the Spring Convention in New York City just a few weeks ago. And uh, we're just around the corner from JEA and NSPA's National High School Journalism Convention in San Francisco. So I hope to see uh, a whole bunch more friends out there. Uh, certainly, if you're going to be there, reach out and, uh, and say hello. In this episode, though, uh, this one's geared for folks who are done. We, uh, we tend to deliver our book on or around June 1st. We final right around St. Patrick's Day, and uh, we do work on a spring supplement. We produce a 40-page magazine that gets inserted in each edition of the book uh, because we're a spring delivery book. We've got about two months to, uh, to get through from the time we final the book until its delivery, and we use some of our time producing that supplement. But uh, for those of you who are spring delivery and, and don't do a supplement or uh, you've got uh, lots of, of spare time or your staff has lots of spare time on its hands, uh, I've gathered resources from a number of publishers, a bunch of my friends in the yearbook advising world, uh, and through some of my own experiences in the last decade and a half or so that I've been in the yearbook lab uh, and compiled this list. This list is, is 10 things that you can do with your staff in your lab once you final the book there's no particular order, and um, I had some afternoon coffee here, so we're going to rip right through these pretty quick, and uh, well, here we go. In no particular order, 10 things you can do with your staff to finish out the year. Number one, recruit. Uh, we spent a previous episode with my friend Deborah Clevens at Parkway West High School on this. You can look back in the feed. I think it was true episode number one, uh, but you should be recruiting for next year's staff. Uh, in the past, we've had an open house in the lab during lunch periods, put out some cookies and uh, invited people up for a look around our student media lab just to see what it is we do and what the space is like. Uh, sometimes we reach out to guidance counselors and ask them for recommendations of uh, people who would make a great fit with our staff. We, uh, we've created and we're working on revising now a uh, recruitment video for Tesserae that we'll be able to publish on our social media feeds as well as on our YouTube channel and get out there uh, in front of potential students. We uh, have in the past, and I know other staffs develop posters and recruiting tools that they can post around school. We also reach out and talk to English teachers, art teachers, and business teachers because each of those departments 
uh, has disciplines within it that could benefit a yearbook staff. You want great writers, you want capable designers and photographers with a great eye. And certainly we are all running businesses within our lab to work on the marketing uh, of the book and, and tracking those business and senior tribute ads or senior baby ads. So business students, art students, English students, they're great to have on board. But recruiting is a huge part of what you should be doing right now. Uh, thing number two, sell through your last books. We also highlighted that in episode one with Deborah. Uh, one thing that I want to highlight is a sale that we'll have coming up uh, before too long at Tesserae. It's a favorite for our student body. Uh, what we do is a, a cupcake day. And uh, the, the gimmick here is that when students buy their yearbooks, they get to take a cupcake off the table uh, where our students are selling just outside the cafeteria. Now, the, uh, the trick is, the catch is, the night before, our students will bake a bunch of cupcakes. Usually our business team does this. Some of the editors do as well. And we'll make, uh, I don't know, many, many dozens, maybe uh, 70 or so cupcakes uh, seems to be about the sweet spot. But in three of those cupcakes, because we have three lunch periods, we take a uh, Monopoly dollar bill sized bill that we, we call it a year buck. Uh, it's a yearbook, year buck. And we laminate them and roll them up into a tight little coil and shove them down the middle of uh, three of the cupcakes before we ice them. Then we ice them over and uh, keep them in three separate trays and bring those uh, along with all the other cupcakes in for the day of the sale. And here's what happens. Students come up to the table, they buy their yearbook, and they get to pick a cupcake off the table. Now we put one of those special cupcakes out for each lunch period, fifth, sixth, and seventh period. We're on a nine period schedule at our school. If a student picks up the cupcake uh, that has the yearbook in it, they, they bite into the cupcake and they they find the yearbook, it, certainly it's a little bit messy, but if they return that yearbook to the table, then they get half off their book. Now our book sells at a full price of $80. So there's a $40 discount uh, for the yearbook when they come up with that yearbook. And there are three of those opportunities uh, throughout the day. If a student does not find the magic cupcake during fifth period, that one rolls over. And then there's two magic cupcakes on the table for sixth period and so on. And again, it's a, a maximum of three, uh, one each for our three lunch periods. It's a great sale. Last year when we did it, we sold 72 books that day. Uh, it's in April. We close out our sales um, online in April. So we, uh, we time it to that. And then uh, usually we find from distribution day onward for those last maybe four or five days of class, we'll sell uh, perhaps another 70 or 80 books as well. Um, but it all works out very well. Uh, push those book sales. There's a variety of resources online from all of the different yearbook companies and uh, yearbook blogs out there that you can search. Uh, Google is your friend in that regard, but uh, maybe you too can have a, a cupcake sale uh, to help push those, those last few books through. Thing number three on the list, uh, consider a book study with next year's editors. Uh, this is a tip from my friend Jim Jordan. He was a guest on our previous episodes when we talked about conventions. And uh, Jim uh, is available to you online at Facebook at YRBK Jim Jordan or Yearbook Jim Jordan. And he just curated a list uh, a couple of days ago. Um, solicited from yearbook advisors uh, all throughout the country of about 10 books that uh, advisors could read with editors to get a leg up on leadership uh, for next year. Um, a few highlights, uh, Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service. It's a Disney Institute book uh, from the Disney Institute and Theodore Kinney. 
Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us from Daniel Pink. Leaders Eat Last, Why Some Teams Pull Together and Others Don't by Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek is a great listen. Uh, he's, I think, uh, got a, a, a podcast or two that he's um, part of, but he's also got a series of YouTube videos and TED Talk uh, conversations that are absolutely phenomenal for advisors and editors both to tap into. Uh, the Five Dysfunctions of a Team, a Leadership Fable by Patrick Lencion. The Tipping Point, How Little Things Make a Big Difference by Malcolm Gladwell. And JEA's one book that they're studying right now is called Work Happy, What Great Bosses Know by Jill Geisler. Uh, and she's a former journalist herself. It's a phenomenal read. I'm working my way through it right now. But consider a book study with your editors. Uh, provide some structure and, and organization to it, some expectations. Uh, we don't want to load them up. It's, you know, the end of the year. But also, you know, with that, those leadership responsibilities comes the responsibility to prepare for it. And, uh, and maybe you'll find that a, a book study experience gives you uh, maybe some framework or some, some common touchstones to uh, share in conversations about leadership and teamwork with your staff. Thing number four that you can do as you're wrapping up the year, create JPEGs or PDFs of your spreads for sharing in yearbook advisor networks. Uh, I know I'm a part of a few on Facebook and we all share each other's slides with each other. Um, you could also find these to be useful with contest submissions. Uh, and whether it's in your Scholastic Press Associations at the state level, uh, or maybe there's ways to uh, submit uh, digital spreads to national competitions. Uh, I'm hearing about maybe some of the national associations uh, opening up those opportunities in the, uh, in the coming year. So uh, pay attention for more on that. But uh, at the very least, having those so that you can share amongst your advisor networks or include them in your presentations, use them in your instruction, uh, having JPEG or PDF resources of your spreads uh, is, a, is a fantastic way to spend some time in the, uh, in the closing part of this year. I tend to give that job to my uh, graduating editors. It frees up my returning editors uh, for some of their ongoing work with the staff and prep for next year. Uh, thing number five, you know, we've got a robust uh, business ad sales department within our staff at Tesserae, and um, we are going to uh, crowdsource or, or divide and conquer the work of writing handwritten thank you notes to our business advertisers, uh, reaching out and, uh, and and just taking a moment for just a few lines. It doesn't have to be an essay or anything like that. You know, buying a hundred. Uh, uh, thank you notes and spreading them out around your staff with maybe uh, a few entries from your business database with the name of the business owner. So you can uh, note that uh, personally, uh, you know, dear Mr. Martin, thank you so much for your sponsorship of you know, insert yearbook name here this year. We couldn't do it without you, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really nice personal touch. And uh, I think that as advisors modeling that kind of gratitude and that personal engagement with our staffs is important. Um, and I do believe passionately and strongly there's there's a, a, a big difference between a handwritten note and an email. On this one, it's handwritten all the way. Thing number six, uh, and this is a whopper. Again, these are in no particular order, but this is perhaps the biggest of all for me, uh, working on theme development for the coming year. Uh, and this is one that, uh, has evolved for us over the last few years. Uh, time used to be that we only involved students who were coming back to the staff, but then we realized that there's a lot of good brains in the lab and uh, it doesn't really matter where a great idea comes from. So we wanna cast this net as wide as possible. Uh, so we do a theme project. 
Uh, we used to do theme packets where the kids would make almost a prototype book. Uh, and last year, my students said, hey, Mr. Simmons, can we tackle this a little bit differently? And I said, absolutely, let's get into it. And uh, we kicked off a mood board project that uh, we're going to continue with this year. Now, in the podcast description, I'm going to include a link where you can access our mood board assignment and uh, have free reign at it. Feel free to take it, make it your own, um, copy that over. But you'll see that I give the kids an opportunity to work in uh, uh, by themselves, work in pairs, or work in a group of three. Uh, and if they do work on a group of three, there's more required of them. As uh, If they work individually, there's slightly less required of them. But this is sourcing everything from uh, picture packaging in great uh, modern magazine design, finding outstanding examples of typography or infographics, finding uh, examples of portraiture that's being used, in, again, in, in, in modern professional media. Um, that is where we source a lot of this stuff. I, I tend not to let my my students look at other yearbooks for inspiration. We want to go uh, wider than that and go bigger than that and look at examples from the professional media. Uh, a couple kind of sub tips here. Um, see if your students or you have access to your local library or your county library. If you can sign on um, online, I, I should say if they have online access to the local library. Uh, if your students can sign on online through some kind of online portal, there's a good chance that you have a periodicals section there. And our students have found it very effective rather than going to um, Barnes and Noble or somewhere where there's a bunch of magazines there and taking pictures on their phones. If they can access periodicals online, they're able to grab some screenshots shots and uh, compile those into a Dropbox uh, folder or some kind of Google Drive folder and then uh, curate content that they find. Maybe make a typography subfolder and a portraits subfolder and infographics subfolder. It's a great way to uh, stay organized on the one hand using the cloud storage, but uh, to get on those online periodicals and uh, take some screenshots. It's just a, a fantastic resource. Uh, where there's there's almost limitless potential on the number of back issues that you can access uh, completely legally through your uh, online library. Um, as you get into theme development too, you want to find the the, the story of the year and uh, and the how of how you're going to articulate that story and and then. Uh, I've already mentioned design. That's really almost the last piece, if you think about it, how you design it, how you uh, give it a, a visual style uh, unto itself. Uh, if you are newer to advising, I'd really encourage you to work with your students to think about the year that you are about to have, uh, what the main storylines of that year are going to be, uh, whether you're under construction or you're trying out a new schedule. If it's maybe an anniversary year or you haven't done a, uh, let's say, a location book, uh, location-based book in a while, you know, you really want to think about uh, what story you can tell that's uh, specific to next year, specific only to your school, uh, too. That's very, very important. Uh, and think about that story, develop that storyline first, and then get in with your students on how to say it. Now, resources for those two phases of, of theme development, you might look at uh, Ads of the World. It's a website, adsoftheworld.com, and other uh, video content from everything from sports teams to major uh, companies, uh, Nike or or other major brands have these uh, more inspirational videos um, that articulate, you know, their corporate message and values. And a lot of staffs can uh, can get some mileage out of looking at the ad copy that's presented in those videos and ad pieces, uh, and then doing some maybe developing some parallel structure. 
and saying, you know, they, they hit these five beats. What, what five beats can we hit that address the school year that we're going to have? But how can our voice be inspired by the voice of these uh, advertising campaigns? But uh, a caution there, if, if you're newer to advising, um, don't let the students just jump in the deep end and say, we want to do this book of uh, new beginnings. Um, and then you say, just like any good three-year-old or challenge your students, well, why? Why new beginnings? And really make them articulate how the theme is going to work for everything from the debate club to the chemistry lab to drama club on opening night to uh, the soccer team uh, on their, their first game of the season. If the theme that your kids are getting after can't hit all those marks, um, then I would encourage you to, to reassess and go back to the drawing board and find a theme that, that really works well for you. Uh, this is a biggie, uh, this tip, but our mood boards, as you'll see through the assignment, incorporate all of this. The, the what of what your story is, the how of how do you say it, and the how of how you design it. Um, again, look for a link on that mood board assignment in the description of the podcast. But uh, Let's keep things moving here with uh, thing number seven you can do to wrap up the, the year. Uh, plan a distribution party. We have, uh, for, for probably eight or nine years, had a, a kind of a big to-do when the book uh, is released in Corny Painted Post. And um, we are at a place now where our distribution party, we call it Distro Day. Uh, it is during all three lunch periods on um, a day, usually within the last few days of the school year. Uh, but our students prepare a bunch of finger foods, brownies, cupcakes, cookies, and things like that. We work with a local uh, coffee house to bring in iced coffee. We work with our um, dining facilities manager to get some lemonade and iced water there as well. Put out a great spread, set up uh, tables for students to sit at and sign books, uh, decorate it on theme with colors. So if our book last year was uh, gray, gold, black and white and its theme colors then we have balloons that go with those colors and crepe paper even down to the napkins uh, we'll bring in a, a bose speaker get some music going in there set up some tables uh, one table for freshmen one for sophomores and so on then with lanes broken down you know uh, with with um, the last uh, name done by the sorry the the first letter of the last name so it's uh, a through h right here and then i through you know p right here on down uh, but anyway four tables one for each grade we also have a table set out for um, sales at distribution day as well uh, our kids order t-shirts about a month before distribution day and they'll start wearing those uh, once a week in the weeks before distribution day to kind of develop some buzz around there we'll put up posters uh, and get uh, messaging on our in-house um, tv monitors that are in the hallways uh, but anyhow, it's a, it's a full court push on, on creating some hype on distribution day, um, developing our school community's sense of the brand again with colors and even the typography on the posters matches the typography in the book. Uh, we get all those snacks going and then it's just a big party. And um, of the 850 books or so that we sell, we'll probably move better than 600 of them that day. And then the next day we move into our um, theater's box office and continue distribution and sales um, during lunch periods for the next four or five days, which are the final four or five days of the school year. It's a great party. Uh, it's a great tradition. People look forward to it. That's our distribution party. Thing number seven that you can do to wrap out the end of the year. Just three more to go. 
Um, you know, before you lose these experts uh, in each section and department uh, to graduation, uh, thing number eight that you can do is have them develop staff notebooks. If your reference editor is about to graduate, um, you want to have them note down how they facilitate group and club picture day, how they use the indexing plugin uh, to best effect that's that's provided by your company, uh, how they collect all of the uh, senior pictures from all of the different local photographers uh, that they might come in from. You know, that's just one example of, of uh, the knowledge base that, that moves out of your lab every year. You can think about the discrete uh, jobs that your students have, the things that they have uh, expert knowledge in, and you want to document it all uh, before they graduate. Now, it could be that they sit down and do a screencast uh, of, let's say, InDesign or your online uh, design program. Have the students record a narration of how to set up, uh, let's say, the grids and columns, uh, for example, of a basic spread, or how to work with some kind of master page element, how to do auto numbering. There's all those just those things that students develop the knack for, or uh, especially if you've got students that have been with you for a couple of years, they really specialize in their area. You want to capture all of that before they leave. Google Docs is a great place for it to encourage them to uh, get down, you know, maybe it's screenshots and then some description along the side. So they're posting photos in the Google Doc of uh, the particular job that they're highlighting. And, and again, um, every um, operating system now, Windows and Mac, they all include screencast uh, opportunities where the kids can narrate a live video while they're clicking through the screen. Uh, that might be a great resource to set them up with uh, as well. Uh, thing number nine uh, we've been doing for the last couple of years with Tesserae, and this I love this, it warms my heart every time we do it, invite yearbook alumni from your program to come back and sit down and talk with your staff. I usually like to give them a few years, uh, maybe they're seniors in college or they're just out into the uh, professional world, but uh, particularly if they're working in communications, media, or journalism, it's great to have them come back and share with the students uh, where they are now, uh, how they got there, and if you can uh, prep them for it, how the the work that they did in your lab and the lessons they learned there have paid off in college and career readiness and beyond. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. If you've got a student who has gone out and become a wildlife biologist or is working in pre-law or uh, pre-med, or you've got somebody who's gone out into law enforcement um, or is in realty, all of those, um, all of the students that you've got in your network that you can bring back and have them articulate to the students you've got in your lab I was one of you, I was a yearbook kid, and it has helped me with X, Y, Z. It can be really affirming for them, I think, to, to kind of close the loop on um, this is about more than just the yearbook. It's about those big life lessons and those vocational skills, organizational schools. We all know, friends, that that advising pays off in, in being able to pass those skills on, uh, again, that go far beyond producing a yearbook. Uh, to the next generation. So to invite somebody from your program back uh, and to sit with your current staff and, and do a little little bit of inspiration uh, is great. When I have our students come back, we usually do a, a, a kind of a conversation and dialogue with me for about 20 minutes, and then we'll open it up to the kids for a Q&A. And it's always very, very uh, successful and inspiring both. So invite your yearbook alumni to come on back. 
And thing number 10 in this list, you got to celebrate. You got to have a party. At our school, it's very much in our school's culture to have end of the year or end of season banquets for our sports teams. Um, there are parties for our drama club with every show that they produce. They have a party on Saturday night uh, of their show weekend. Uh, the band has an absolutely terrific uh, banquet to celebrate the end of the year. And uh, just a couple of years ago, when we founded Corning Panda Post High School, we started getting the uh, Tesserae kids and parents uh, together with some administrators or invited guests to uh, to celebrate the book. And for us, it actually works for us to have that party the night before distribution. So it adds just a, a little bit more energy to it and actually turns into a, a preview party for the parents and the administrative team. We invite our assistant principals, principal and superintendent to come and uh, it gives them just about 12 hours lead time on uh, seeing the book before everybody else does the next day. I know that many staffs have uh, paper plate awards. You're probably familiar with paper plate awards. If you're not, check out Google, uh, but ways of recognizing staff. Um, last year, we incorporated a, a rookie of the year award. Um, as well as a few other recognitions. Our uh, dessert and celebration night is also our Quill and Scroll inductions. Um, if you want to learn more about Quill and Scroll, I'll include a link for that. It's an international journalism honor society uh, that you and your students can be part of if you don't have a chapter at your school already. Uh, but there'll be some resources in the link. And uh, you heard me mention it already, but we have desserts. We uh, have them special ordered. We have the night catered. Uh, we don't do a, a dinner. It's just desserts and coffee. Uh, but it's a great way. It takes maybe about an hour, hour and a half. Great way for us to wrap up the year and celebrate together uh, all that our staff has achieved. So there you have it, friends. Ten quick things you can do to finish the year off right with your staff as you're winding down here and cruising into the end of the school year. If you, like us, are still wrapping up your book, good luck with it. If you are going to be at uh, the National High School Journalism Convention in San Francisco, I do hope to see you there. Uh, can't wait to, uh, to see some old friends. Um, we will be back in uh, probably a week or so uh, working on a couple different um, guest topics. Uh, none of which I can share yet, but uh, suffice it to say, you're going to want to stay in touch and, uh, and keep an eye on our feed as, uh, as the weeks progress. We've got a couple really, really interesting ones uh, coming up before too long. Uh, remember that if you want to reach out, you can find me online at iteachyearbook at gmail.com if, like uh, if you'd like to email in. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at, at YourBookWise, that's YourBook, W-H-Y-S, and you can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere you download your podcasts. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, the Overcast app, and other podcast apps. Uh, please help spread the word and let uh, your friends or yearbook representatives, uh, people in the yearbook world, know that the, uh, that the resource exists. We'd love to, uh, to get even more listens. Uh, for now, friends, though, that does us. Uh, it'll be great to be back with you in about another week or so. Um, probably have an episode coming out just after the San Francisco convention. But uh, for now, good luck. Be well. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.